welcome in to two nerds in one couch because you know since Jerry's gone big time and got into the film and audio industry uh, he doesn't probably need to risk me saying something that will get him fired from jobs so I think that's probably a good idea for him to maybe take a break for a minute but you got Joey you got John here with you so it's been a while since we've done one of these yes uh, quite a bit and I would say that uh, there's been a lot that's going on, but obviously the thing that we're going to cover today just ended last night, or yesterday, and that was The Mandalorian Season 3. It was obviously a highly anticipated season, especially after how Season 2 ended with the great Luke Skywalker episode. But this was an interesting season for The Mandalorian. I think that there was a lot of people that didn't enjoy this season and the viewership really hit a a low spot for the mandalorian mostly i think a lot of it because of two years away from the last episode didn't help at all and that it just it didn't have any steam to it there was no real steam going into it there was you know i saw a lot of mentions of there wasn't a whole lot of uh, social media engagement on it. There was more engagement with the Bad Batch, which is crazy to think. Even though that was a you know a good series, you know I like the Bad Batch. It was a good season, but you know this was not. I think that maybe you would agree this was not a bad season of the Mandalorian. I just don't think they capitalized on the momentum that they had built from a from the Luke Skywalker episode, but also for being gone for two years. And weirdly enough, Pedro Pascal's in a massively successful show in The Last of Us that just came out this year. I don't know if the sheen of Baby Yoda Grogu has worn off, which I'll get into. It kind of did a little bit for me, but what do you think that was the cause for this? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, uh, third season of Mandalorian, at a minimum, it was different in comparison to seasons one and two. The, the thing I enjoyed about season three is also the thing I did not enjoy, interestingly enough, was building the whole universe, uh, the shared universe, obviously, with the, the recent announcements of Star Wars Celebration, about the feature films, which I know we've talked offline more so about it as far as me wanting Disney to pursue the feature film, because it has been years yeah, it has. <laughs> uh, since that, and uh, very much trust Favreau and Filoni, uh, releasing their feature film that's centered on the New Republic, but it goes without saying, and also to what Kathy Kennedy said, we're here building this universe. It's a yeah. shared universe. So I felt like the third season was going in a multitude of directions to that effect as far as building the universe. Mm-hmm. Obviously me reading Heir to the Empire in the early 90s and the whole character of Thrawn and him being that of uh, Star Wars Rebels. It was awesome to hear the name drop in season two of Mandalorian and and hearing his name dropped again in season three. But it's always a challenge uh, as far as balancing Mm -hmm. uh, a grounded story between a father and a son being Din Djarin and Grogu and that of building this universe, right? And ultimately building some momentum to this feature film which again 
I want. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of fans... We all do. ...want the feature films, and we'll talk more about that on a future episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it was disappointing, and to say the least, and I think Joey hit the nail on the head as far as like the time lapse. Uh, going back to Luke Skywalker making that rescue is such an emotional high, mm-hmm. right? And how that ended. And I feel... Like the book of Boba Fett kind of sputtered the engine a little bit. One, maybe to fill in that gap of time Mm -hmm. you're speaking of, but it'd probably be better served had not have done those episodes. Yeah. And uh, those two and a half episodes where Din Djarin was the main feature of the book of Boba Fett, you could have perhaps started off season three on that note, where again, you could help keep it grounded Mm -hmm. uh, to a degree. But yeah, uh, it wasn't bad. Mixed. And I think that resonates yeah. with a lot of the fandom. Yeah. It, it mixed mixed feelings, some good, some bad. Glad we had a third season. Yeah, the absolutely. minimum just wasn't on par with the prior two seasons. No, it wasn't. And and so you know, you, for the first episode, I think we we get kind of brought into it with it, we think you know the initial thing is like a flashback of Din Djarin being introduced into the. You know the the Mandalorians, you know, taking the creed and everything, but it's not actually. It ends up being Paz Vizsla's son, so it was a cool scene. You know, I really, I thought that that was. I was like, okay, well, this is interesting because I've always taken the name of the Mandalorian as a plural thing for as the the all, all whole people, and you know, kind of once they brought in Boba Fett and once they brought in Bo Katan and the Night Owls in season two, I thought that it really started becoming. It almost, it almost changes per episode, right? Because it depends if it's focused on Grogu or if it's focused on Dijarn or if it's focused on Bo-Katan or the whole whole collective of Mandalorians. And we get to see kind of like that really cool uh, tribal thing that they have, you know, that history of Mandalore, which truthfully, whenever I saw the announcement of this show from the beginning, I was like, this is going to be cool because the Mandalorians, especially from the, the Clone Wars and Rebels time, it would be really neat to learn more about them. Instead of, you know, just kind of having them as they're just there, right? You know, their culture's already been always been really uh, interesting. And they you know they're obviously a very warring culture and things like that. Like the weapons and things are part of their culture. It was cool seeing that brought into it. I will say that I didn't really understand the stakes of the Navarro scenes in the episodes. Like the, the time they're on Navarro. Because nothing really happens. Like, I didn't really... I felt like <coughs> the pirate thing was not... It wasn't that it was bad. It just... It wasn't... I it just wasn't really invested in it. Like, I didn't care. And Rick Carg is a cool character. I, I'm, a, I'm a... Carl Weathers is the man. Listen, that's a Paula Creed thing. But I just didn't care about seeing the Navarro stuff. I, it, by the end of it, I was just... Like, I know that it was kind of like, hey, this is where they're going to settle. But then they're not going to settle there because now they're back on Mandalore. So... Mm-hmm. There was nothing that came of that other than he gave, you know, at the very end of the show, he gives Din and his, his plot of land. It's almost like a Thanos scene at the end. A Thanos at the end of uh, you know, Infinity War, kind of resting, you know, at the end of the day. But I just didn't really understand that. And I, I didn't really, yet again, like the IG-11 stuff, like what was the point of all that? You see what I mean? Like even in the end, I, I know it gave Grogu his, his, uh, his suit. But, yeah, it just didn't, that stuff, I'm, I'm talking about the bad stuff. Like, there was a lot of stuff I loved. But some of the things like that I just didn't understand 
What, what did you think? Like I said, I'm kind of not, we're not, I guess we're not going to break down every episode. We're just going to talk about the season as a whole. But right. It, it just it kind of started in that first episode and kind of had those random spurts from there that I'm just like, I just, Babu Frick might have been the only thing that was halfway okay, entertaining from Rise of Skywalker. Why is he in this show? I know that they're being told they have to connect and try to save this, the sequel trilogy. I know that's what it is. None of us are dumb. We know this, right? So they have some really cool elements in it that you're like, okay, it still doesn't make those movies any better. Somehow Palpatine survived, which is one of the dumbest lines in the history of cinema. I didn't enjoy some of the parts of the show, and a lot of it was like, what was the point of the Navarro thing? Like, what was the point of some of this stuff? Yeah, going back to my earlier point about how the season, it was kind of sputtering as far as the overarching storyline coming into Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, the One of my biggest takeaways on the season three premiere the apostate episode on navarro was there was dialogue you know even before that that kind of if you, not kind of it rehashed the dialogue between din Djarin and the armor mm-hmm. uh, yeah as far as why din Djarin was no longer a mandalorian which is interesting because in the season Recap to bring everyone up to speed. Yeah. They have that scene when the, both of them are talking, and they have that same dialogue repeated again yep. after that uh, diversion uh, tactic where you thought it was Din Djarin as a child, but it was Paz Vizla, son, yep. right? Yep. And they just rehash that. So that's like what three, four minutes of screen time when you're running anywhere from a thirty-minute to a forty-minute episode. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get as much return on investment for each of those minutes. And you you ask that question about like, what's the so what about Mm -hmm. this scene, right? When it comes to fixing the sequel trilogy, I found this season was actually more, more specifically trying to fix episode nine. Yes. (laughs) Not necessarily the force awakens and the last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, Even just with the characters uh, working on IG 11 and certainly the entire one episode solely dedicated to cloning, yeah, right, with Doctor yeah. Pershing, yeah, and uh, we'll talk about it, our yeah. reactions at a later time. Yeah. But even with the second season of the Bad Batch, right, it's mm-hmm. still kind of going into fixing. Yeah, because they have Mount Tantus, right? Right. Yes, and but that's a deep, but that's an heir to the Empire tie-in, right? Like that's like the Mount Tantus stuff, like that's Bad Batch tying into heir to the empire we know that right like that's well that's, yeah but it now whether the, it, it but i'm just talking so we, clearly sure, on the cloning sure the cloning is. right well that's that but that was part of it that was yeah. part of the thing and i think that's because that was where one of the old cloning facilities it, it, you know for palpatine yet again there's a lot of people that unlike us that are probably like what what is all of this because all they've seen they're really catering to people that have only seen the sequel trilogy and not read the books and because because they're like they're trying to make it make sense to the people that hated this the things like what is the cloning stuff about that there's people that watch the sequel trilogy I guarantee you've never seen the prequels or the originals there are literally people that are just like have only seen the Disney stuff so they don't know anything about any of this stuff and so they're just like this cloning things they're trying to p- pigeon in yeah. which yet again I'm okay with the cloning stuff don't get me wrong. It is a big part of Star Wars. There's a big. It's, it's all through the extended universe, right? It it is. Uh, again, going back to my earlier comment, though, as far as what's the overarching, what's like the arc as mm-hmm. far as with the Mandalorian, is yep. it more about a father-son relationship, or is it more or less building up a universe, which is fine. 
because the other episodic yeah. films have done that to yeah. a degree. Mm-hmm. All things considered equal, the most reasonable explanation with the investment of time in season three, specifically, mm-hmm. you want to hone in on that, is it more or less trying to fix, quote unquote fix, the plot holes and the lack of cohesion in an arc in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. It, so that that's my only qualm about it. And for all fans, honestly, I really do not care what your entry point is for Star Wars. Obviously, I mine was the original trilogy, mm-hmm. wearing out the VHS tapes. Yep. My younger brother grew up with the prequels, and my nephew is growing up with the sequel trilogy. So whatever your entry point is, go right for it. And the end of all things, Disney has to be very careful and just still telling a good story and not just solely focused on number of viewers trying to make all the money like if you tell a great story like fill the dreams if you build it yeah, <laughs> you're but right. but yeah so the season was not bad in my Mm-mm. in my estimation no. it was not bad it, it was mixed i understand if you're trying to have ahsoka that show the show being ahsoka in the feature film and possibly even the fourth season of Mandalorian mm-hmm. before yep. this feature film, I get the why behind you have to build this universe. Yep. When I like that to a degree, I then scratch my head when they waste time, they being Disney, on having cameos with Jack Black and that one, I forgot Lizzo. the episode, Liz, Lizzo. And this has, and the reason why I say Jack Black and Lizzo is because what was the purpose of that episode like it was just a side adventure of a side adventure yeah and couldn't they have used those 30 to 40 minutes to continue the story threads that they began at the onset of season three Mm -hmm. right they could have or even be fully committed on expanding the universe more right they devoted the longest episode of season three was on dr pershing and so that's why i feel like (laughs) they had an identity crisis where we have to have an episode like with Jack Black and Lizzo to help sell toys and merchandise for yeah. Grogu because he's just so cute. And by the way, he is really cute. No yeah. one's disputing that. But just like with anything else, if you keep on taking the same amount of medicine and all that, it loses its potency over time. And that's the one thing about Grogu was, I know yeah. we talked about this before recording this episode. What was the whole purpose of Grogu? There wasn't. Three? There wasn't. There, there wasn't a purpose. And that's the problem is... He's still a baby. He's still a, the puppet work was atrocious for him. It was it took me out of the scenes when he was trying to flip and waddle. It, it looked terrible, and like I don't know a good way to do that. That CGI, which they probably used on Zeb because he looked incredible from Rebels. Like holy crap, that looked amazing. Mm-hmm. But it was bad. And the thing was is why did they introduce him and I know that people some people didn't watch the book of Boba Fett so people were like completely thrown off like why he's not with Luke anymore I, I mean I saw a lot of the things on that like why is he not with Luke oh with Grogu why is he not with Luke right because we all know from watching the book of Boba Fett that he he, he came back but why is he not with Luke yet again why is he not with Luke because why introduce that why have that scene and it meant nothing He's still a baby, you know, by Yoda years, you know, that species. And it's like, do something with this character. Like, he had this Kanan Jarrus scene where he, you know, at the, in the last episode, that didn't end up like Kanan. But yet again, 
How did he not end up like Kanan? Like, he's far less trained than Kanan Jarrus, but yet he can hold the fire, right? And, and I'm okay with that. Like, I know that that species is incredibly powerful, but why did we also see him do that, but then also have a scene of him just running along pipes, like a freaking Benny Hill skit with the, you know... Uh, it was distracting. Guards. It was, you know what I mean? Like, the, the stuff like that, you're like, that's, yet again, wasn't a bad episode. It's like Moff Gideon. The thing with him cloning that was taken, they kind of took inspiration from Dark Empire. Right. And and they used it, which was cool. Unless the Moff Gideon that they killed was a clone, there's nothing came of that scene. Well, there's, on that note, there's a lot of valid theories out there. And one mm-hmm. that it was a clone because in coming up to that point, Moff Gideon had a mustache. And this Moff Gideon who died did not have a mustache. Oh. So that's been the biggest... Uh, point raised as far as true. Uh, validation that that was truly a clone. Yeah, which would be and, which would be a good good story. Which good. I agree because yeah, be if you think about the character of Dinjarin, that Dinjarin's main antagonist mm-hmm. from season one has been Moff Gideon. It has been, yeah. Right? Yep. They have that history together. Yep. They they definitely have that on screen chemistry and the tension between them when they've been on mm-hmm. screen. So. Obviously, looking ahead to season four, I would hope that the character of Moff Gideon is still present sure. to continue that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, obviously, kind of jumping ahead, but the way season three ends, it did kind of ground it yeah. on the father it and did. the son. So it then, did. You, then you ask that next question of like, okay, well, what's going to be next? Is it just going to be space adventures with them too? Right. Or what is it going to do? Because it has, it's going to have to, like, with him getting involved now with the New Republic, it, it, you know, it sets up for future things. Because they probably, honestly, I hate to say it, they have to, because now they're not going to have that... Gina uh, Carana. That um, Rangers the New Ranger. Republic. Now right. they have to kind of, they, they had to you know put an audible on there. But I thought that one of the the best things from the episode, the season were, you know, them getting Mandalore back and they, 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 they kind of bringing back together of the different clans of Mandalore. Absolutely. I thought that was, I loved actually getting, I thought all the stuff of Bo-Katan was fantastic. Could not I, agree more on I, that. I thought it was awesome. It was awesome. They took a really good character from, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels, and obviously Katie Sackhoff's great, and made her character even better. And it was really cool. I love seeing the uh, her and Din Djarin, you know, dynamic was really good. And um, and it was really interesting how they did that. And, and, of course, going back to Mandalore, which was really cool to see because it's, it's something we've all wanted to see and you, you realize like okay they're going to rebuild on Mandalore now this is this is going to be super cool now yet again they're going to have to figure out like what where was Mandalore during the sequel trilogy you know the Mandalorians where were they at so are they gone again they could be First Order could have wiped them out again right we don't know but that but for now that's what that's what it looks like but I actually enjoyed the reasoning for her getting the Darksaber back because she did technically win it back from the, per- the person that took it away from Din Djarin. so she did technically do that so it was interesting. Like I thought that was a cool thing. It was really neat to see that and, and to, to see what they built with her character. Because, and, and I'll be honest with you, I I very much wonder if we are going to see the end of Pedro Pascal in the show because they have not obviously all been on great terms all the time with the riot with Dave and John. And he's uh, not been on great terms. I know so, there's been rumblings about that. Yeah, and sure. I was wondering if they're move to focus on her a lot in this season was a way to transition out. As much as I like Grogu, this is, like, can we have an age jump? Like, can we have him be more 
active in the next seasons. Like we're we're not having to sit there and, and, yeah. and you know what I mean? Like Right. It that's what I'm saying. Like like the, the stuff with Bo Katan is great. Like they if they, they stay on that and stay on things with Din, I'm super for it. Even if they focus more on Bo Katan in another season. But because they obviously have to get her with Thrawn, you know, that the, they have to connect her in with the the Soka show, or at least with that part of it, because it's going to be big. Yeah, I think even though season three ended on a happy ending, at least for Denjarin and Grogu, the the reality is something's going to have to give as far as what happens with Grogu, and you know, to that extent, with compounding that with the whole the whole allegedly yeah the rumblings with Pablo, Pablo Pascal you know Pedro yeah Pascal excuse yeah. me and and just obviously he didn't take off his helmet this entire season mm-hmm. so that's another way of saying he didn't have to show up on set he just needed to record his dialogue I could see in season four something happened to the character of Din Djarin, like he actually dies yeah because that's a traumatic traumatic event for the character you know of Grogu where my theory, along with others, is that since the announcement of the new Jedi Order film mm-hmm. starring Ray, which we'll talk with. more about that at a later time, yeah. but the, the, the connective tissue here is that Grogu is definitely going to be a focal point in that film he should be, because but... we saw that in the book of Boba Fett. Yes. Uh, it's kind of hard saying it's in the book of Boba Fett when it didn't deal with Boba yeah. Fett at all, right? At all. But yeah. that's another story for another day. But yeah. when Luke is giving that black and white choice, mm-hmm. To Grogu, mm-hmm. you're gonna see the opposite with yeah. Rey as far as learning from the errors and the yes. failures of yes. the former Jedi Order, thus in turn to make the new Jedi Order. So mm-hmm. uh, I think they got two characters in Rey and Grogu to really help launch they, the, they the, the new Jedi Order. Which goes back to your point, maybe that's the win. Grogu becomes more mature. He's doing more things like sure. that puppet puppet work. You know, yeah, actually. he's doing more CGI. But, right, and yeah. so. I think that's kind of where things are going with Denjarin. Yeah. That his character is going to go away fade because out and focus. fade out. Yeah. And, and Which is okay. It's okay. It, yeah. It and okay. If he has the hero, the hero's journey where he yeah. does the sacrifice yeah. and all of that and completes his arc, then good story yeah. told, right? Well, but it's, again, yeah. I think that's what you're probably getting at, and correct me if I'm mistaken, which is now since it's about the Mandalorian race, mm-hmm. right? you need to focus on the Mandalorian race, right? Mm-hmm. With Bo-Katan now yeah. becoming the ruler of Mandalore and then reestablishing the yep. planet and all that. That's where the, the focus needs to be on. I think so. So then you look at, okay, Grogu and Din Djarin, what do we do? Where do they fit where in? Where do they fit in, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Grogu definitely fits in from the new Jedi Order aspect, yeah. but then there's still that question mark above with Din Djarin is, is his time up I mean, it will, as a character. Obviously, <laughs> he, obviously it will be by the time the, the, the Ray portion hits because... Obviously, it's you know whatever in the future. Uh, it's, it's like long it's definitely like close yeah. to like, it's like forty plus years. Yeah, because I think it's like fifteen years after the after the sequel trilogy, which was like thirty something years. So yeah, he'd be, he'd be dead for a while. But you know, on a on a side note, while we were talking about Grogu, what were your impressions of the Order sixty six scene and him getting saved? What do you think about that? Uh, Miss opportunity. Yep. Uh, on a few on a few notes, uh, Ahmed Best has nothing wrong. This is nothing. No ill will towards him. Not at all. He played the the role correctly and right uh, i know that came from like a legends of the jedi temple <laughs> it, it <laughs> character. but it he, he he was responsible for the whole arc and the history yeah. and the background yeah. of the character it but it was a missed opportunity and here's the why when you're thinking about building on a universe uh my theory uh was that barris was going to be the jedi 
being disillusioned with the Jedi Order at that time, was going to be the one who rescued Grogu. Which the character, you know, with Barisafi, mm-hmm. she obviously has history with Ahsoka, and she'll so be that, in that that's, show. And, and that's why I was thinking, I'm like, okay, there's your connective tissue mm-hmm. between season three, The Mandalorian, yep. with the flashback of this being saved from the yep. Jedi Temple to that of Ahsoka. The other reason why I think it was a missed opportunity is because how does an armorer clanging and making armor serve as a an event to PTSD. recall that? Yeah, PTSD for the Jedi Temple. Whereas if it was something with the character of Barisafi or another Jedi or something to that effect, or even mm-hmm. building out a universe, uh, you see the Ahsoka trailer, there's some dark Jedi in play there. Yep. Those characters I felt like would have been the vessel to have that PTSD episode. And then it's like, okay, now I understand why Grogu is having yep. a flashback. Yep. And for those that, challenge me on that i'll welcome that because i know there's a lot of fans that are like oh we finally get to realize how grogu was saved and it, it was awesome it was cool but like my my challenge of that is like okay he was flown away on a ship so do i need to really continue that thread through season four and having another flashback on that and that's what we're gonna and, have and and so it's kind of like they could have used that flashback as almost a launching pad if you will to that mm-hmm. of Ahsoka. Or not even a launching pad, but just connect yeah. at a minimum. Yeah. But yeah, curious for your thoughts it's, to that. It's odd. I you know, and I'll be quick about it, but I kind of felt the same way, like, yeah, it was fine. It was a fine episode. It was a fine scene. I what I would have, have loved to have seen was it be somebody that we not then it didn't have to be somebody we knew. It just had to be a better scene. It was an impactful it's great to see Ahmed Best, of course. He if anybody deserves to get back into star wars and be and be redeemed and be redeemed and t- it's what poor guy but if we have a second season of that game show with the jedi temple then now now now, now we know our sense. answer why yeah, now we'll know, <laughs> now we'll know flashback. the now we'll know the answer yeah <laughs> i i don't i don't really understand this the scene that much other than why was anakin not in it um and i guess they didn't want to pay for him to be in it but i mean at least we're going to get clone wars flashbacks and Ahsoka, and that makes me very happy. So I thought that you know, yet again, another, another, you know, yeah, it's great to see it, but it was a missed opportunity because it's something. It was like one of the most important things. It's just in a random portion of an episode, and uh, it just was tough. It was a tough thing to to. I didn't care about the Elia Kane character, you know, that was royal loyal to Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, yes. Like, what what is her point now? If he's quote dead, he's not though, which it makes sense, but. We're going to see where it's going to go to because the penultimate episode, you had the spies, right? So everybody conjectured that there was multiple, because it was plural spies. We knew a lot of Kane's a spy. There literally was nobody else that was a spy. None. Now, yet again, I'm fine with that being the case. I actually like that because I really like the armor. I like how she really is truly doing everything for the Mandalorian people, right? I I love that part of it. But they missed an opportunity. Not to say that she should have been the spy, but they make you think that all these people are because they're going out and different things. And no, there's nothing. There's no great thing, with, which yet again is fine. But why was that episode named The Spies? These three guys or these group of Mandalorians that had lived on the surface since the Purge, they didn't see them building an Imperial base on the planet. Are you kidding me? Those guys had lived there for all those years and didn't see them building a base we didn't see all the independent contractors come on site to build the base right that wasn't like it was just like a hole that was like yeah, a whole thing that's a good point i never even thought of that they didn't see that's it that's so true so to me 
the only thing that makes sense if they would have been the spies. They would have been working for Gideon. They would have been former Mandalorians because that awesome helmet that he had was a Darth Maul Mandalorian helmet. And we get nothing about that. Like, why does like, why does he have that? He has the Darth Maul coloring, the red. I wanted to hear more about this. Like, I needed that. Like, we all needed that and deserved that. And we didn't get it. And Because we needed to spend 40 minutes on Plazar 15. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll never not want to see Christopher Lloyd in anything because, but the great, A, the episode was dumb. B, he didn't say great Scott. And that just made me upset. I thought they were, they are really committing to these cameos. Like when I watched that episode, yeah, I thought it was, it was friends of friends saying, hey, you want to film a Star Wars episode? <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> calling them up or someone call it, or yeah. Jack Black or, Listen, or Christopher Lloyd said, hey, I've been vying to be in a Star Wars episode. Yes. Can, I, can you just find a way to fit me in? Yeah. And, uh, but it, that's what, 30 to 40 minutes wasted when wasted. it could have been used to what you are just saying previously mm-hmm. about building up and explaining yeah, I, more I, about the true story in play, the main story itself, right? Because, because yes, because we have the Shadow Council, which is awesome. Correct. It's cool to see it. See General Hux's father. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume it's his father. I don't, I don't know if it's his father. It is. It is. His father, thank Cap- you. That's what I And thought. then you have Captain Pelion, who is integral in the heir to the Empire. Like, integral in the heir to the Empire. Filoni had his hand on that. He did. <laughs> and, and it was awesome. But they, they miss an opportunity for Gideon to be talking about Thrawn like he's always not there. And then all of a sudden he pop in. Or even if it's just the back, Lars Michelson like talking. And you don't get to see his face. But then I saw some really good theories like, or people saying that what would have been cool is if, like, if Gideon would have either escaped or if it escaped or something like that. Or it would have been Thrawn that came and bombed the planet and bombed the base. So that he couldn't talk or couldn't, you know, want to get captured again. That could have been a good. That would have been freaking awesome. Yeah, they they didn't have no post-credit scene that would lead into Ahsoka, which shocked me. They didn't. Well, the the second shocked me. Second to last episode, the way it ended, I thought that the powers that be was really going to end season three on a downer, which I was. I I was all for right because I I was thinking, knowing what was up on the horizon with Ahsoka Mm -hmm. and Thrawn. Yep. To what you're just saying, you could have really raised the stakes uh, with even the death mm-hmm. of Din Djarin. I honestly thought Din was going to die this episode because too. of all those things you just said about the allegations as far as kind of like the rumblings on set. Yep. Yep. The fact that he didn't take off his helmet all the episode long. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, Din Djarin was going to say, hey, bo you got this. I'm going to go take take care of Ellie on Last of Us. Yeah, right? I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I did you know, too. And break the fourth wall. On yeah. that. But, but uh, what we keep on coming back to is this theme of wasn't bad, wasn't great, it was mixed, and it was mixed because of missed opportunity. Yep. And Which is odd it, for Filoni and Favreau, right? Mm-hmm. It, it really is because they don't generally do that, but right now, and until Ahsoka... Now listen, that Ahsoka trailer looks... But Amazing. Disney releases great trailers. Obi Wan looked great, and Obi Wan was a piece of crap. So, other than a few, a few D- Disney, cool fights, let's right? call it for what it is. Disney has a great team of marketing and play. Uh, there is, I, I don't think that's debatable. I, the trailers for the vast part, mm-hmm. well done. Heck, 
even the trailer for Rise of Skywalker, like that teaser. I know. And uh, so even the whole thing with Dark Ray and that and the trailer. So anyway, besides the point, which was a four second, <laughs> four second tease. But with with Thrawn, obviously Filoni and Favreau, that's where they're going. They've made it clear at Star Wars Celebration, and maybe that's an answer to your question and your yes. theory about why it was sputtering this season, why it was missed opportunity, because with Favreau and Filoni, maybe their attention was more so on this feature maybe film so. and trying to build out the entire universe, just, and also delegating and trusting sure, other directors sure. to do their part. And I don't think this is a fault, honestly, on any of the directors. And even with Bryce Dallas Howard, she directed the cameo episode as i yeah. like to call it she's a great she's but done you look at her prior episodes. work yep. yep nothing but great episodes and even episode four of season one when there wasn't a lot happening it was still a mm-hmm. good story i yep. thought yep so anywho it i wanted more glad we got star wars uh, i'm always yep. glad when yep. star wars is on the screen mm-hmm. and hope season four mandalorian if anything brings it to a close yeah i do too uh, as far I, as it, the the arc of dinjarin and grogu so yes. we as the fandom we know where this is going especially with the character of grogu yes and and i'm, I'm gonna wrap things up here with us but the the season like you you mentioned before you're like what way do you want to go and what do you want to focus on i think the problem was the season they tried to they tried to focus on all of it and right it, it, within short episodes eight episodes and they just could not flesh out everything they wanted to flesh out in a, a good manner. It was just not... It, there were some things that were great. Like I said, the, the whole Bo-Katan and Din Djarin art, I liked it. Like, that, that was really cool. Like, the, the Mandalorians, regaining Mandalorians, awesome. That's a cool thing. Like, it's something we all wanted to see from the first episode of the first season. It's awesome. But they need to make sure in Ahsoka that they don't go down the same route. They're, they're going to draw in a pretty big audience with it because it's a cool it's a cool show it's cool characters and great characters but they cannot do what they did with Kenobi they cannot do what they did a little bit with Mandalorian season 3 they have to focus on what's important thing and that is making sure that the story draws people in further in the future yeah and, that's, and that, that's it that's all there is to it and I'm, I'm glad that you know we seem to we liked the season we just weren't blown away by the season and uh, you know, I hope you know for the next. I'm trying to think. I guess August was when we'll see our next Star for Wars. Ahsoka, yes, for Ahsoka, and hopefully, and man, hopefully, some tales of the Jedi coming in or tales of the Sith, whatever they do with the season two. <sighs> Can't wait for that. That'll be good. I don't yeah. know when that's coming out. Probably next year, but ooh, it'll be good. Yeah, but good time to be a Star Wars fan. It is I know. always like, is. It was uh, answered wish. Uh, more than answered with uh, three feature films that were announced. Now, it's one thing to, for feature films to be announced. It's another thing to actually release them, as we know from uh, uh, yeah. a track record. So, But I, I would love to... Maybe we could talk more about the three films we will. that are slated. Yeah. And, and also, like, how Disney Plus can help complement yep. those feature films, because I think that's the, the new normal now mm-hmm. with Star Wars, uh, similar to the MCU, and there's some pros, there's some cons to it, yep. but in the end of all things... It's content. Yep, exactly. Well, John, glad we got to speak on it today. I'm glad we got to uh, to wrap up the season. And obviously, we'll be back doing this a lot more often again. And uh, you know, it's always fun to talk about things that we love and we're passionate about. And uh, when it's good, it's really fun to talk about it. When it's bad, it's not necessarily fun to talk about it, but we still do. Well, I hope everybody has a great one, and uh, we will be back uh, hopefully next week. 